0: are locked on razorbacks your daily podcast on the arkansas razorbacks part of the locked on podcast
1: network your team every day
2: and welcome into locked on razorbacks podcast i am your host john neighbors i am also the host of out of bounds you can catch every weekday afternoon from one to four on 1037 the buzz and 1037thebuzz.com hope everybody's having a wonderful thursday afternoon and uh, looking forward to the weekend. We're getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer until football season 23 days out, which is always uh, exciting as we keep the countdown going and uh, trying to, to make the most out of everything that has been going on. And in fact, Danny West of uh, Hawksports.com, we're going to have a great interview with him talking about uh, some of the goings-ons in camp and some of the stuff that you know, maybe he can add that maybe I haven't been able to add because he probably does a lot better job of covering the Razorbacks. But we'll have him on here in just a bit. But uh, I wanted to uh, bring up before we go to Danny, just a couple of thoughts on uh, some of the things going on with uh, Razorback football. And it's today, Sam Pittman actually came out and started his press conference saying that this was the best practice we've had all fall camp. And... You know, I heard that and I see that quote. It's really hard for me not to start getting really excited about things. You know, when you hear stuff like that. Now, it's not just that one quote by itself, but adding a lot of other things into the mix that has been said, you know, about how the conditioning in, in, of this team is great. How Grant Morgan saying this team has never been closer as far as chemistry and bonding. Uh, you know, adding all these pieces into the mix It's just, golly, it's hard not to get excited. And I'm getting excited just when I hear, you know, the quotes, of course, but actually being able to go up there and see practice and hearing about K.J. Jefferson's progress and all of that. Now, I say this, and I mean this, I say this, and I know that there are going to be people that say, well, John, everybody says that all the time. We've heard this all before. This is nothing new. This is all the same crap that has been regurgitated you know, just it's not a big deal, doesn't mean anything, yada, yada, yada. I would normally agree, because I hate coach speak, and I think that there may be a little bit of an element of coach speak in these things too. But at the same time, if you listen to Sam Pittman, and listen to his press conferences, listen to his interviews and all of that, he doesn't really do the whole coach speak thing very often. Like, he doesn't have any hashtags or any cliches or anything like that he's an extremely genuine person and I've talked to him when you know who hasn't been on a radio show or you know just in person off the record and all of that he's the exact same guy and I think that what he has been able to establish with his team and also with Razorback fans is how important it is to be genuine and to be understanding and to be patient but to also be real with the players because i think chad morris was definitely somebody that was not very real with the players and you know that ended up costing him i think that brett bielma was a was pretty bloviated he was always saying things that uh you know may not been true or was, was say one thing in front of everybody but then you know when behind closed doors you wouldn't do the same thing there you know there was just problems there like all of those things it's it's just nice to know that you do have a coach in Sam Pittman that's going to shoot you pretty straight. Now, he's not perfect. He's not good. I'm not saying that Arkansas is going to go 12-0 and 0 this year. I'm really not. I am just relaying this message to you and saying that when you hear all these comments building and building and building, it's hard not to start being extremely optimistic. It's, it's hard not to be excited about the uh, prospects and the potential of this team. It's hard not to start looking at the schedule and saying, man, if everything's actually going according to plan and people have really improved and the the defensive lines improved and the offensive line is strong and all these things like and you start thinking about those things as simple as they may be. It's like best case scenario, this team can really turn some heads this year. Now, other teams are going to probably be wanting to do the same thing, too. Most teams are probably wanting to improve from last year as well. But I'm having, I'm having a lot of reason to believe that this team is actually going to be better than last year. And not just better, but you'll notice a significant change. A focus of team, of talent, of conditioning, of understanding, of execution, and of toughness. All of these things I have a reason to believe from what I've seen, from what I've heard that this will be a different year. This will be a better year and a more enjoyable year for all of the right reasons. Now, you got to go out there and execute it. I think we all understand, but there's reasons to believe and reasons to be hopeful for what this season is about to be. But we'll talk with Danny West more about it and get his thoughts and opinions on some of the more key things as well. But first, you know, i got to ask you this. There are so things in life that just aren't fun to talk about and one of them is excessive sweating if you're working out you know you're just sweating through your shirts for no reason and it's kind of embarrassing it's like you know is, is that a mickey mouse shirt no that's just my sweat that's i'm wearing but some of you may know that uh you know whether i've been talking about my workouts and stuff it's something that happens and so when i speak in public you know i can't help but sweat through my shirt because i get a little nervous like sometimes you get all hyped up especially talking about the razorback football season and i know this isn't life and death and there are much more problems in the world. Well, let's be honest. In the moment it feels like a big deal. And especially when you're doing something important where all eyes are on you. That's what sweat block is all about. It's a stronger, more effective than any clinical antiperspirants. And you simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning wake up, wash, and about to go out your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. Now I know this is too good to be true. At least that's what it sounds like, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the home time. When I'm doing my Orange Theory, it helps me out. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts depending on what I look like with the color or anything like that. It's great. So you got a deal for this as well, folks. If you can go today, right now, at sweatblock.com and get 20% off using promo code Locked On, or you can do the same at Amazon or CVS. No matter what it is, go to sweatblock.com, check it out for yourself. 20% off using promo code Locked On.
1: Locked Razorbacks, your daily
2: Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We're going to be joined by Danny West of Hogsports.com here in just a second. First, I've got to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC and MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs if you head to the website or use a mobile device right now to sign up you get 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on at betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts all right danny west of hawksports.com is going to be joining us one of the better insiders when it comes to razorback sports recruiting football all of that fun stuff and he joins us right now on the phone lines danny appreciate you joining us man how you doing this afternoon
0: that tells you right there, John, how long it's been. I have my volume <laughs> all the way down, buddy. I'm, I'm a little bit rusty. You got to work with me on this. Hey, now, but, that's all hey, good, I was, man. I was just telling you how much I appreciate y'all having me back and being patient with me. It's uh Like you said, it's been a while. COVID has kind of uh, changed things here at my house. Uh, luckily, we haven't been affected directly, but... You know, with my wife working kind of in the medical field, I've had to change schedules here and there. So I appreciate you having me on, buddy.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely, Danny. It's great to hear your voice, man. You too, freak. Yeah, man.
2: Yeah. So let's just kind of start with uh, obviously fall camp, and I mean, you obviously you guys have a lot of people that are subscribed to HogSports.com. You have message boards. You interact with a lot of people. Would you say that there's more optimism, more excitement about this upcoming season than what you've seen over the past few years, at least comparatively speaking?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Not just based on our numbers, but people I talk to that that have no idea that hog sports even exist. I mean, my neighbors around here, everybody seems a little, a little more optimistic. And I think so much of it goes back to how much uh, improvement they showed last year. Maybe it didn't necessarily necessarily reflect in the win-loss column they did win a few and uh probably should have won a couple more there but i think people more than anything you rewind to this time a year ago john what did we all say we just want to see them compete again right mm-hmm. be tough be gritty take somebody to the fourth quarter quit getting embarrassed and they did that for the most part now you ran into some buzz saws last year but, uh, you know, that's going to happen. Arkansas is not ready. I got news for you, John. I don't think they're going to win the Natty this year. <laughs> but, but you know what? They can go out there and compete. They've shown that. And now I think they're ready to maybe take a next step and screw competing. Let's go beat somebody now. I think that's kind of the, the mindset they've taken on. And, and I think you'll see that in the win-loss column to some extent this year.
1: So, Danny, with that being said, what are realistic ex- expectations for this team?
0: I think a bowl game is realistic. I really do. I don't think that's too much to ask uh, when you look at the non-conference schedule. Sure would be nice to beat Texas, right? But let's say you go 3-1 and one there. You only need three conference wins, and you've got Mississippi State coming here. You've got Missouri coming here. You've got Auburn coming here. And you've probably got a coin toss game here and there, at, uh, probably down in Mississippi. In oxford there who knows what happens with a and m we know they've beaten arkansas nine in a row uh, you could look at that and say well they've owned arkansas i'm probably going to do it again but i tend to look at it and say you know what arkansas is kind of due mm-hmm. <laughs> they're a little bit due to snap that streak so you never know but to answer your question directly i think a bowl game is is well within reach i really do
2: so I've been getting a lot of questions. I'm sure you have too. Of just, you know, there's there's reason to be excited because you returned so many players. You, you did really good in the recruiting trail. There's some guys that you've been hearing good things about in practices and whatnot. But what would you say will be the thing or multiple things that will keep Arkansas from being a better team this year? Like, what are the concerns that may be problematic once the season really gets going?
0: Two letters KJ. <laughs> whatever they get out of KJ is is going to determine and you know I hate to put that much pressure on the guy but I think he can handle it uh, I really do uh, KJ I think he's well aware of what he's up against here and how much is, is on his shoulders and I think he's prepared for that you can tell by the, some of the swagger can I use that term? Yeah. He's got a little bit of that swag and I think the team realizes that they back him 100% he's absolutely their guy and I think he's, he's uh, grown accustomed to being the guy now. So I think he understands uh, the magnitude of it, and he's, he's willing to take that on. But the bottom line is, you know, they got to protect him better than they did a year ago. They've got to have another weapon or two step up to help out trailing. But I actually think the pieces are there. Uh, you know, the offensive line, two years ago, guys, they averaged 292 pounds per man. Now, that average right now sits at 317 per man. They've gotten a lot bigger, a lot more experience, and and quite a bit more depth now uh, compared to two years ago. So I think they're in a position to take the next step on the offensive line and have a better group there. Running game should be better, which should alleviate some of that pressure off of KJ. And then on the defensive side, I would probably be worried most about the depth at linebacker, if anything. But outside of that, Buddy, I think they've actually got a shot to be pretty salty on defense. I, I truly do uh, with some of the transfers they brought in on the D-line. If they didn't get those guys, I'd be worried sick about that group, honestly. But you look at those guys now and some of the uh, the battles going on there, I think they've, they've done well in uh, bringing in more competition, and, and that breeds success, as they say.
1: And talking about improvement for the team altogether – And breaking it down, where would you expect to see the most improvement when you go by unit?
0: Probably the offensive line for a couple of reasons. One that I mentioned there, they're just so much bigger and stronger, more depth. Obviously, they brought in some young guys two years ago with Marcus Henderson, uh, Jalen St. John, Ray Curry, that group. And then, of course, you bring in a Tykeus Crawford, uh, super talented. May take him a little bit now to, to grasp everything that he needs to grasp, but eventually I see that guy starting and uh I think he's going to be a really good one outside of that you know I would like to say the running game I I actually like their running backs even though some of them are a little bit unproven they're going to have to rely on some of those young guys uh Rocket Sanders of course could be a big back for you but A.J. Green seems to be a little bit forgotten about and I think maybe it's because he didn't enroll early but I'm telling you guys he's got something different about him and uh I think he's got a tremendous burst, and uh, you all know what I mean by that. He can get from zero to 100 real quick. So (laughs) I think you'll you'll appreciate and enjoy watching number zero this fall.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about also Oglesby, the running back, Mm -hmm. because I'll be honest, I knew he ran track and – I know that when these press conferences are had, you get two players usually from the position, and some of it makes sense of, you know, who they are and the stars and all that. But when I saw Oglesby, I was like, okay, well, I wouldn't think Sam Pittman and the coaching staff would have him meet with the media or at least be featured as much if they really, truly didn't believe in what they were seeing from him.
0: Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about the guy. And I honestly, you know, I deal with so many of them and kind of get to know them through recruiting, but he's a little bit of a different case because he came over from track. And, of course, I don't cover track recruiting. I never knew the guy, but (laughs) he's got a a crazy interesting story that stems from uh, Xavier Kelly, of all people, the defensive lineman from last year. His father and and Josh's father were good friends, and I think Xavier's dad went to Coach Pittman and said, hey, they got this kid over in track that uh, really loves football and really wants to play football. You need to take a look at him. And, sure enough, it worked out for him. So, Outside of that, I've heard nothing but good things about the the kid, the young man, and uh, I'm curious. You know, he's not very big, but uh, you know they, they seem to have trouble catching him. So that's that's the first step to uh, to fix that.
1: Tight ends could be intriguing this year as well, Danny. You got a guy like Coyle and Jackson who's making the position change from receiver to tight end, and then you have some depth and some guys that uh, we've been excited about for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, Hudson's one that we've been talking about for a long time, right? And I think it's because, you know, of course, obviously his brother uh, doing what he did. Both brothers now. Let's throw Hayden in there. He's been a good Razorback up here. But uh, a lot of pressure on Hudson, and I I think he probably feels that a little bit this year. That's one group that I would probably like to see a little bit deeper, maybe by two guys deeper. They've kind of shuffled some guys over there, giving them a look here in the first five, six days of practice and I think that's probably a sign that they need more depth there, and, uh, and I'm sure they know it. But Blake Kern actually surprised some people last year. I mean, he was probably a French fry away from being an offensive tackle, in my opinion. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's he's catching, uh, he's leading the receiving group as among tight ends, I should say. So uh, I think he's trimmed down quite a bit, looking good. Hudson obviously needs to take a that next step, and I think he's prepared to do it. But outside of that. A lot of question marks, man. Uh, I mean, I would, I would be really concerned if one of those guys, knock on wood, were to go down. Um, who's next? I'm not sure. I could even answer that at this point.
2: Well, I know that there's so many things that we could ask you about, but it's like one thing. I don't, I know, I haven't discussed it much, but it is something of emphasis. Like last year, the special teams were bad, man. Like they were yeah, bad I overall, agree. and we know that you can't say like or at least point to one way it cost them the game but it will be problematic if it keeps going the way it's going to go do you feel like that has been resolved or how can it be resolved what do they need to do to make sure they don't have the issues like they did last year
1: oh
0: boy that's a big one ain't it yeah i mean you're most likely in my opinion i think cameron little probably walks away with the field goal job and uh you know he's a true freshman so when we're sitting here talking about how much better can they be, and you're saying, well, they got this true freshman, it's kind of counterintuitive, ain't it? Mm-hmm. But I do think Cameron's awfully talented and uh, has a lot of confidence, so maybe he's up for it. Vito Calvaruso probably handles the kickoff duties. Punter is probably still up in the air. And then as far as return men, I think they were bottom of the conference, John, in terms of uh, punt return Uh, amount, uh, uh, the amount of times that they actually returned a punt, I'd like to see somebody back there with a a little bit of wiggle and maybe pop one of those every now and then. It's been a while, hasn't it, since we've seen some explosiveness on on special teams return units, so maybe they can find somebody that can finally finally deliver that for them.
1: How much can coaching and technique help out with special teams? Uh, Special teams coach Scott Fountain took a lot of Mm -hmm. heat last year, but He's a guy that Coach Pittman believes in, and he's been around him for a long time, brought him here from Georgia with him. So how much can that help with uh, everything all together with special teams?
0: Yeah, it's crazy you bring that up. I remember Coach Fountain did catch a lot of uh, flack last year, and which is ironic to me because you talk to people in the coaching world, and they say, man, I think Arkansas has got the best special teams coordinator in the country. And then you hear the fans talk about it and say, man, we suck. Like, why can't we do anything (laughs) right? I think the truth is probably more that he's really good at his job. And to hear Coach Pittman say it, COVID actually had a lot to do with their, their special teams downfall last year. I mean, you would go all week practicing with one guy. All of a sudden, it's Friday night, and he's no longer available to play tomorrow. And you're in the hotel trying to teach this other kid, hey, this is your lane on kickoff. Don't screw it up. And there were a lot of that. Uh, uh, there was a lot of that type of situation last year. So that's unfortunate for Coach Fountain. I think going through a full spring ball probably benefits them more than anything. And uh, I, I would expect them to be better. But again, a lot of those jobs are still up in the air right now. So I'm as curious as you guys are as to how it shakes out.
2: We'll continue our discussion with Danny West here in just a second. But folks, I got to tell you about how this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose 30, 50, or even 100% spending more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. If you go to their website at rockauto.com, you can see how easy it is to maneuver through and you can find your solution to it. all of your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices and all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com you are locked on razorbacks
1: your daily arkansas razorbacks podcast
2: you know, I would think that the one player, or at least the biggest player, that people have know the name and know how good they have been but didn't really show up last year is Trey Knox. Because they saw him freshman yeah. year, he was incredible. But last year, you know, only seven catches. And it's not that, you know, he was saying he was a bad teammate or anything. It was just he wasn't involved as much in the offense and didn't get a lot of opportunities. Uh, do you see that changing this year where he can be more of a pivotal part, especially with the departure of Mike Woods? of him being involved in the offense because he's a big target that could really be helpful.
0: I think Trey has gotten some confidence back. I really do. And I go back to the spring game. If you go back and watch that, now it's a spring game. A spring game is, is typically one that we overlook. You don't read too much into, right? But there was one particular play down the uh, uh, the near sideline, I think. The ball goes up. It's a 50-50 ball and you're just praying please let Knox come down with this just for him you know he needed that boost and sure enough i think it was like a 46 yard gain on the play maybe that was the the light bulb moment that he needed i i sure hope it was because as in terms of if i had to rank the most well liked guys on the team he would be top 5 easily everybody loves the dude he does everything right you just hope for some amount of success for him especially you know, shoot, man, he gets that PetSmart deal or whatever, and then his yeah. dog, die. man, it's awful. So I'm pulling for the kid, and, uh, you know, he's definitely got an opportunity. They need somebody else. I think Davion Warren steps up, but outside of him and Burt's, they need a third guy at least. Uh, Trey Knox, J.D. White. Tyson Morris, uh, I'm probably forgetting a slew of them, but Jaqueline Crawford's got to be in there. And then some of those freshmen, I think we forget about. Keetron Jackson, Jaden Wilson, and and Bryce Stevens. Somebody's got to step up and, and help out number 16 over there.
1: Well, it seems like it's going to be outside of Traylon Burks. It's going to be a receiver by committee, and yep. you will have certain guys that step up. And it may not be the same guy in each game where you say a third guy, that right. third guy could be a rotation of guys throughout the season. Yep. As a whole, it seems like there is a lot of talent there in that unit.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think that's okay, right? It don't always have to be one, two, three, and those are that's the order. And uh, who's to say Hudson Henry can't step up and be one of those guys, right? I mean – We're sitting here talking about him we know the talent level and uh uh, who's to say this isn't the year where tight end becomes kind of the quarterback's best friend you know on third downs and stuff when kj's uh feeling a little bit of pressure go to hudson uh, let him be that third guy
2: danny i know we're going to have predictions and all that when we get closer to the season but give a little preview of one of mine i think kj jefferson's going to be better this year than what felipe franks was last year not to say felipe franks was bad or anything I just really think that in this offense with this time and the type of athlete he is, he's going to be better suited for this offense. How do you see K.J. Jefferson performing? Because I know you talked a little bit about him, and it's going to depend on him. But do you think that he's got all the reasons and all the ability to be a better-suited quarterback for this offense than what we saw last year with Felipe Franks?
0: I could see that, and, and here's my angle on it. Some of the RPO stuff, I think he would probably better be better suited and I think they're trying to get into some of that KJ's big dude now I don't know if y'all seen some of the pictures going around but that's a fall forward type of guy I mean if he doesn't something's wrong with him but he's a load now and I could see them using him Uh, the scary part is boy you don't want to get him hurt you know I mean because got to be honest with you guys if, if KJ were to if something were to happen knock on wood again Uh, heaven forbid but if something were to happen to KJ all bets are off for me to be honest with you I haven't of course I haven't been out there to see him every day and all of that but I just I wouldn't feel comfortable with uh, uh, saying oh they're still on track with the next guy up so I think he's he's super valuable and they've got to keep him healthy
1: well Danny what do you think Arkansas stacks up in the SEC West
0: I would go somewhere around fifth. You know, I'm still trying to figure it out. I always try to uh, do an early projection in July when, you know, it's talking season and all this. But so much happens throughout fall camp. You know, teams can change drastically. Uh, I've seen it every year. So uh, probably the last week of camp I'll finalize my predictions. But that's kind of where I'm leaning right now I think Auburn may, could be in for a rough one and I think Brian Harson is a tremendous coach but I I just I get the feeling with their schedule they could struggle a little bit they've got to come here and Mississippi State's got to come here I think that gives Arkansas a leg up on both of them and I could see Arkansas somewhere in that fifth fourth to fifth what do you uh, think in the SEC West
2: yeah because I'm kind of with you on that one too I, I think that uh, just depending on the West and all that and where these other teams are at too. But everyone's talking about that Texas game, game two. Is that going to be the game that kind of decides or at least showcases where this team is at? Is that the one you're looking at to say, hey, if Arkansas wins, it could be in a phenomenal year, but if they lose badly, it'll be a bad year. Like you're using that one as kind of your barometer.
0: Yeah, but you almost have to be careful with that because we don't know so much about Texas, right? I mean, mm-hmm. brand-new coach, brand-new quarterback, everything's brand-new for them, too. So i got to be honest with you, John. I'm kind of expecting Arkansas to win that game, and I know a lot of national people won't agree with that, probably call me a homer, but I like how that one sets up for Arkansas. And uh, uh, the first uh, week one has a lot to do with that. You know who they open with? Mm-hmm. Louisiana, Yeah, Billy Napier, who went up to Iowa State last year week one. Beat the Cyclones, beat the snot out of them 31 14. And then two years ago, they in the season opener, Louisiana took Mississippi State uh, to the wire there on the road. So look out for week one. Texas can't be overlooking Louisiana looking ahead to Arkansas. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, I took the long way around it there. (laughs) I do think that's going to tell us quite a bit about what to expect throughout the season. But Again, you kind of have to uh, be careful with, with that because Texas is brand new across the
2: board. Well, Danny, as always, man, we appreciate it. We're going to be catching up with you more this season, man. It's always good to hear from you and enjoy the rest of the week. All right?
0: Uh, thank you all so much, man. See I you, I miss Danny. y'all, and I appreciate it.
2: Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Rocked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.
1: You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.